Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. Um, thanks for joining, whether you listened on the broadcast or the podcast. Uh, we're so grateful that you've joined us today. And I am Pastor Margaret Michael. And I'm Grayson Willis. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, Pastor Margaret, we don't get a chance to do this too often. Uh, today is just the two of us. We're taking a break from... Typically, we'll have a testimony, yeah. a story of somebody, but today, Pastor Margaret and I just thought it would be good to have a discussion, and uh, we're going to be focusing on rest. Yeah, on rest. It's a, it's a topic that every believer um, needs to be familiar with, and it's a topic that sometimes is kind of hard to get to because we're busy, right? right? <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that it's such an important um, topic. We know that God created the heavens and the earth on the seventh day. He rested. You know, when God created, yeah, when God created the earth and humanity, he worked for six days and then he rested. Right. And uh, it's a beautiful picture for us. And in this world that we live in, it's really easy to find ourselves in places that we're not um, adhering to that model of rest um, in this busy world we live in. And so rest, um, I'm learning. And I just, I read this quote recently that really jumped out at me about solitude and what solitude looks like. Solitude, and this is by Henry Nouwen, um, a Catholic priest. And he said, solitude... Um, is the furnace of transformation. Without solitude, we remain victims of our society and continue to be entangled in the illusions of the false self. And I love that because rest is about ceasing from doing and resting, but I think even more than that, there's a difference in the type of rest, physically and mentally, trying to disentangle ourselves from the world we live in when we're so connected with phones and social media and email and television and all the things that vie at our attention. Um, it's really can be difficult to untangle ourselves and find true rest right. in this world. And I think sometimes we might even think sitting down on the couch and scrolling through Facebook is resting, right? right? right. I, you know, I know that Jesus, right. or God didn't do that on, right. or Jesus, or the Holy right. Spirit um, on the seventh day. But um, it'd be interesting to know what their rest looked like. Right. As you were sharing that Henry Nouwen quote, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking about something that I've heard Dad say before, and he's quoting somebody else, and I can't remember who it was that said this. But it was basically like, how can we expect to advance if we don't take time to retreat? Yeah, yeah. If we don't take time to rest. How yeah. can we expect to go forward? You know, and we use this phrase often a lot here about focusing on the interior life. Right. You know, making sure that we spend time in quiet time with God and letting the Lord minister to us so that we can minister to others around us. Yeah, and you know, I think it's really easy 
Um, and I think we can all fall into this trap of, okay, we're going to do devotion. So we sit down and we do our reading and we, we may have a book that we're following. We may have a, uh, a scripture. We may be reading through the Bible. Um, and that's really good. We should do that. But even that can become rote and become a habit of checking a box mm-hmm. instead of taking that time. And I have a, a dear, dear friend who lives in solitude. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're single. And they taught me years ago, um, they'll pull up a chair, an empty chair, mm-hmm. and sit across from that chair and sit in silence Having that representation, that tangible chair of sitting with Jesus and allowing him to minister in a way that is deeper than we can explain here, but just being aware that Jesus is with us and he's in us, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And that is, again, in these days, that challenges me. What does rest look like? And, you know, I am getting ready to start a sabbatical. And so I have um, some time that I'm going to be taking off. And I read a quote the other day that physical solitude is much different than um, inner solitude, that interior life. And I'm challenged by that. I've been doing some reading on rest and what it looks like uh, to be at rest. And it's so funny because, and I'm still working this piece out, For the introvert, Sabbath and rest looks like being alone, right? Being alone with the Lord. And I think for the extrovert, it does too. But what does that look like when God has created us so different that solitude and rest is not always going to look exactly the same because of how he's created us? And so I'm even challenged by that idea of what does it look like to go into a time of being away and refueling, I process a lot out loud with other people. And so these are just the challenges of us as believers, um, working through that, and it looks different for each one of us. But our focus ultimately has to be on Christ. And I often go back to Isaiah, Isaiah 6, Uh, There has to be this time where we are listening, that we spend intentional time listening to God. And because prayer time, um, rest, it's a, in relationship with us as believers is, it's not all talking and it's not all listening. It's a conversation. And, you know, when we go to Isaiah, you know, he is, he is seeing this vision and I've been so, over this past year, this is a scripture that's so ministered to me. And it's a scripture that had Isaiah not taken that time to listen and to receive the vision that God had given him, we wouldn't have this perspective that we get in Isaiah 6. And I'm just actually going to pull out one scripture, and that is what the angel spoke. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. That has really captured me in this picture of where Isaiah is listening. We know that God purifies him for service in this scripture. We go ahead and if you read through it, you'll read that. But this is where our perspective is changed. Because 
I'm looking at this world we live in today, and I'm looking around, and a lot of people are saying that there's nothing but evil in this world, right? Right. Like, that's the predominant thing. Like, there's so many things that are happening in the world that is not of God, and that's true, but we also hear that his word is true. Right. And so if the angel said that the whole earth is filled with his glory, I don't think that God's word is changing. And so it's really important for us in this world to have that time of rest where we get the perspective of God and not getting our perspective from all of these other entities that are speaking into our life. And that's what's so important. That's why we have to find, as Pastor Roger would say, make sure that we have true north, that we're getting our information from the one who created us, the one who holds the world in his hands. So that has been a real challenge for me this year to make sure that I am not, yeah, I have to be realistic about the world I live in, but I also have to listen and get my cues from the Lord. And that's not going to happen if I don't stop and I don't listen. There's a beautiful painting that Rembrandt painted of the storm on the Sea of Galilee and so interesting because he always paints himself into those pictures, um, into his paintings. And um, you can just Google the Storm Rembrandt painting and you can pull it up. But when you pull up that painting, you see what is happening as Rembrandt takes that story and takes the fear in the disciples' minds and in their reality of being in the storm that night. You take that painting and you look at it closely and you begin to see that we know from the story that they weren't leaning into Jesus who was sleeping on the boat and going, hey, we trust you, man. We are good. We know that you're on the boat and we're all good. No, they were all looking in different ways to control the situation. You know, he paints one of them at the mast and one of them is just sick. He's just leaning over the bow, you know, being sick and there's one person that's on that boat that's just, their focus is on Jesus. And there's a great reflection that I've done with folks before with this painting of looking at that painting and figuring out who we are in that boat. Are we focused on Christ? Are we trusting him in this storm that we find ourselves in? Or are we trying to control the situation and say, this is what needs to happen and, you know, We could get into a deep conversation of, you know, who's right and who's wrong, and should we be vaccinated and shouldn't we be vaccinated? But our peace is in Christ, and we have to find ourselves there because truly when we walk into a room, we're going to make it better or worse, right? right? By our, do we bring peace into that room or do we bring turmoil? And whether I have been in a place of rest and trust or whether I've been striving is going to make a difference. And I think we need to take time to talk to God about people that we're going to be talking to so that we can have his mind and not our own because it's so easy with everything going on in the world to have our own. We all have different opinions, different perspectives, but we want to have, as Christians, we should want to have God's perspective in our heart. And we also need help seeing people the way God sees people. And then I think we can have more compassion for people and understand 
their situation or their background or where they came from. And when you're talking about a conversation, it and all talking and all listening, it's Mm -hmm. both. I was um, thinking about, well, certainly we need to listen to people, but we also need to listen to God. And that's sometimes I think for me personally in my own prayer life, I feel like, you know, I spend a lot of time talking to God, but I don't spend a lot of time being quiet. And being quiet, even though I feel like we all desire to be quiet, oftentimes our minds, and recently here at our church, we've been talking about our minds and, you know, how we have control over our minds. We don't have to listen to the enemy. We can listen to what the Lord has to say to us and know that that's the truth and that what the enemy has is lies and deception. But, you know, we have to take time to get quiet. And even though our minds can wander, often for me, I struggle to get quiet because when I get quiet, my mind tends to wander and then Mm -hmm. I feel guilty. I'm like, I'm supposed to be praying. And so then my default is to go back to talking to God. Yeah, yeah. And so then I'm like, then I feel guilty for talking Mm -hmm. and not listening but God knows our heart. He knows our desires. And uh, in a devotional book I'm reading, actually one of the exercises says it challenged those reading the book to get quiet before God 10 minutes that day. And when you um, get distracted in your quiet time, use a concentration word like Jesus or mercy, it mm-hmm. said. And when you get you know off track, when your mind starts wandering in your quiet time, Focus on that word, Jesus or whatever, mercy, like, I don't know, maybe, Lord, have mercy on me, help me to get quieter. Jesus, just quiet me and just focus on him so that you're not wandering. Yeah, Yeah. and I, something that, you know, when you have ADHD, it's really a wandering mind, but um, I will even keep a notepad, and if there's something comes to my mind, and I can write it down, and then I can, I'll deal with it later, you know, because sometimes those are the, the distractions that come too. And, and I'm not sitting here saying that I know how to, that I've got it right. Um, I want to say that loud and clear. Like, you know, I was in a situation yesterday with you where I, all of a sudden I got distracted and I felt just, there was this moment that I realized that there was feelings rising up in me that, had nothing really to do with you and I meeting, but it was just distractions. And I do try to grab a hold of those and kind of cast those out and not let emotions get involved because these days emotions get get involved so quickly. And I heard someone say one time when everyone else is wrong, you need a vacation, right? Um, And that's that thing of when we find ourselves in that place, we probably haven't been quiet, you know. Um, and I like what you said. God knows us. He made us. He called the children of Israel stiff-necked people because they weren't looking up. I mean, they were looking around at the world they lived in, and they, were, um, they weren't focused on him. And, you know, we still can tend to be stiff-necked people. Like, we have to be intentional, with the looking up and with Sabbath and with rest because it is not just going to happen. The enemy wants to take our time and just cram it full of things and 
whether, and if one thing don't work, he'll use another. And I think when we sit down to have that quiet time, there is sometimes a working out of that, getting some things worked out of our mind so that it, we can still our mind. Like we can't just give up, but we have to kind of persevere in that getting still before God. It doesn't just happen. I sit down and I get still. It might be 10 minutes or it might be 20, but I heard someone um, in a prayer group that I was in recently um, they were, someone was talking about, well, you know, I do my devotions every day. I do 20 minutes, and they weren't feeling very close to God. And uh, someone said to them, well, if you just spent 20 minutes a day with your wife, what would that relationship be like, right? Like, yeah. I love this idea of the Apostle Paul, that he prayed all the time. Like, he prayed without ceasing, and that's a little different from rest, but it's where he was focused. He knew who his um, provider was. Um, he was in places that he knew he had to. All he had was to lean on Jesus, right? Like he he knew the place, the storms that came in him. He knew what he had to do to stay focused. And so he prayed continuously. Right. It's something that we have to have. There has to be a passion to have a deeper relationship. And I wrote down... Just um, a few days ago, I wrote down a couple questions, and these are these are just questions that came to me um, as I'm thinking about taking some sabbatical time. And the first one is: Have I lost perspective concerning God's will for my life? You know, I am. I'm on staff as a pastor here, but we still have to continue to ask ourselves the right questions and be still and listen. Are there indicators that I have fallen down or am I heading in a wrong direction somewhere in my life? What am I doing to make sure that I'm staying on the right path? These are, these are questions that I think it's just important that we ask, that we lie to ourselves better, you know, not meaning to, but, you know, we have to ask hard questions because we want to start right, we want to stay right. We want to finish right, right? right? That's the, and, and to do that, we have to have our foundation laid on chief cornerstone to have our relationship and our foundation in Christ. So these are some of the thoughts that I have been rolling around in my brain. I'm reading this book right now, and actually it's where the came from from this whole idea of solitude inner solitude versus physical solitude and I want to share this is a book that was written by um, someone who actually was a atheist and he had grown up in the Catholic Church and God just laid it on his heart to take this journey um, to learn more about St. Francis of Assisi and in that journey he came back to the relationship with Christ and this is uh, a paragraph of something that he said when he was talking about solitude. He said, Prayer is hanging on to God, stubbornly clinging to God. Thanks for the grace of prayer. The universal lack of an interior life is a key element behind the rash of violent political and religious conflicts 
that plagued so many nations. Now, let me say this was written in, in the 90s. Humility is the first fruit of honesty with oneself. True humility plunges one into adoration of God. Physical solitude is nothing without an inner solitude. Seek God in the ordinary events of daily life. Prayer is being present. God never shouts to be heard over our noise. Our silence gives God a chance to speak. God's ways are so profoundly different from our sight, it is impossible to understand it. And that Gerald Straub was the one that said that. And God's ways are so differently, so different from our ways. It is hard to understand it, but we have this great opportunity to rest, to listen, and to be changed. You spoke earlier of this idea that there is a war, and Ephesians 6 tells us that there is a war in the heavenlies. There is a spiritual battle for our soul. And so the enemy would have us to stay as connected to the world and as confused by the world as we can be. And God just gently, silently calls us to come away and to spend time. Jesus is our great model. How many times in Scripture do we read where Jesus went away to be with the Father? And if Jesus needs to do that, how much more do we need to make sure that we are having Sabbath in our life? And Pastor Margaret, as you were saying, that's funny that you came back to that because that's what I was thinking on this topic of rest. I was thinking of the Scripture verse in Matthew chapter 11, uh, verses 28 through 30, I believe it is, where it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is light. Mm. And used to, part of that verse didn't make sense to me. I'm like, what does it mean his burden is light or his yoke is light? Mm -hmm. But then the part about learn from him, I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, he frequently took time to be still and quiet before the Father. A lot of times when he was in these big crowds, he would draw away and take quiet time out of his time to be still before the Father. He made sure that he prioritized his time with the Father. Mm. And if Jesus did that, how much more important is it for us to do that in our own lives? Absolutely. Yeah, it is, uh, it is something that can so easily slip off of our radar. We see that in humanity all through from the Old Testament to um, the Gospels and uh, through Paul's uh, writings to the churches. There's no one that don't have this battle. Like until we are made whole and are with Christ, 
forever, this will be something that we will have to make a priority. It's not going to happen uh, by happenstance. It's it's something that it's something that when we have heard from God, when He speaks into our life, it changes everything. I was telling someone recently before I was a believer and before I was in church. You know, I had I had people that were inviting me to church, and it kind of went in one ear and out the other. But then one day God brought a scripture to my heart, and it changed everything. And had I gotten silent before him? No. But he spoke, and he spoke to me many times since then, words that I knew were specific for me. And if someone's listening today, they've never taken that time just to be still and to hear from God. Maybe you feel like that you're not worthy of that. Maybe you feel like um, you're just not sure that he would speak. And so it's, you know, procrastination is a sign of that you fear rejection. Um, And so sometimes it's we don't want to be rejected. So why put ourselves in that place and just to sit down and listen once, maybe he won't speak in that moment. Maybe, and maybe he will. Like, we're not God. But continuing that seeking him. Um, And Jeremiah uh, 29 says, when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. That's truth. We don't have to question that. That's God's word. He is faithful to that. And uh, so keep seeking, keep knocking, you know, and I just believe that just like that day when God spoke about the parable of the sower and he showed me my life was stony ground and I wanted to be fertile soil, that changed my life. All of a sudden I heard in my mind the invitations that I had been invited to church, then I wanted to go. But it was when God spoke to me, when I heard from him, even as an unbeliever, he spoke those words into me. How much more, like, he he will leave the 99 and go after that one. And uh, whether we're in a relationship or we're not in that relationship yet, he wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to his children um, he wants to speak to those he's created, and um, heaven heaven waits for us to listen. And Pastor Margaret, as you were talking about the Lord uh, bringing a scripture to your mind, the Lord speaks to us in a way that we understand. He knows each of his children, and he knows how we can hear him best, and uh, the scripture, I believe it was the uh, parable of the sower, wasn't it? And he knew your background and where mm-hmm. you came from and yeah. what would speak to you. <laughs> so it just, he knows each of his children yeah. and how we best listen and know him. So, you know, it's funny. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but your dad and Brian Charette and I wrote a book, and that story is actually in that book. And the funny thing, uh, the front of that book is actually fertile soil. 
Um, and it's called Showing Up, you know, and it's, here is just, I, I pulled that book out of the package when the Foundry sent it out. I pulled that book out of the package and just was blown away that the front of the book was fertile soil. That um, was very impactful. Uh, but that still, that those words, that, that day, that moment still speaks to me. Right. Um, so yeah, right. it is powerful. He will speak to us out of the right. context in which we've come. Right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as Pastor Margaret and I have talked about finding rest and yes. solitude and also uh, spending quiet time either in prayer or devotion, not just talking to God, but also listening to God, mm-hmm. that today's broadcast has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.